Hello, and welcome to today's episode, episode 26, Photo Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. Jim is not with me today. We are broadcasting from 616 Studios in downtown Oklahoma City. I have a new microphone, so hopefully my voice sounds better to you. All right, so let's get started and try and make this short, sweet, and to the point. I'm also using a new uh, iPad app, so it might seem a little weird. So I'm going to try and turn my volume down a little bit. Okay, let's see if that works out better. Okay, so today is going to be part three of six, talking about the characteristics of light. Uh, We're going over the presentation I did last year at DFW Photo Expo uh, called Experience Light, uh, sponsored by uh, XP Photo Gear, BWC Photo Imaging, and uh, we've picked up a new sponsor, PhotoFlex. We'll make sure we put those links to their website on our blog notes. And please go by and check out their fine products. Can't speak enough of uh, these sponsors we have. We only have sponsors for the products we actually use. So if we use them, well, I can't say they have to be good, but, you know, they, they are. They're probably better products than I am photographer. So definitely go give them a try and give them a little bit of love. Like them on Facebook page. Check out their website. And if you have any questions about how to use their products, please call into our show. Uh, we even have a message. We even have a uh, link on our website. You can just click and ask questions for the show. You can actually even record your voice, and we'll play it back here on the show later. So what's going on in Oklahoma City next week, October the 5th, will be our Worldwide Photo Walk. The Scott Kelby Worldwide Photo Walk has been going on now. This will be six years. Last year was a bit of fiasco. We uh, got kind of stormed out. We had some really bad tornadoes and weather in the area. So at the last minute, I decided to cancel it just to protect people from driving downtown. And then, of course, the weather turned out much nicer about an hour after the photo walk was supposed to start. Uh, This year, we're going to meet at 616 Studios, downtown Oklahoma City. Uh, the address is on the website. We'll be meeting at five, 4.45, so a quarter to 5, so we can have a quick 15-minute safety briefing and uh, maybe get a group photo to put up on the website. And the walk is scheduled to end sometime around 7. Uh, just like we've done in the past, uh, Eric Epperly will be providing us some wonderful, fantastic models, so you're not just having to shoot at empty buildings. And uh, we'll have four model stations this year, just like we had in the past. I don't want to tell you how the models are going to be dressed or what the theme is going to be, but I promise you, you will get some awesome shots. It will be very fun. The photo walk is open to everyone, all ages, all skill levels. It is a gigantic, big social event. Uh, We're here to help share our passion with others, whether you're a professional, amateur, or just want to get out and go for a walk with some other people. Uh, After the photo walk, we'll uh, meet back at the parking lot just east. We're asking everybody to park there versus at the studio. Even though we do have a parking lot here, we have uh, other activities going on, and we don't want to jam up the parking lot for our our clients. So if you can park in the parking lot that's just east of the studio, it's about a block east up on the hill on 5th Street, Ample parking on the weekends, it's always empty. Uh, Shouldn't be a problem whatsoever. Um, After our walk, we're going to have dinner. Uh, I'll be putting up a sign-up form 
for you to let us know if you're planning on coming to dinner with us. Uh, we're going to try and go to the Bricktown Brewery this year to try something different. We've had some people want different kind of food than Italian, so we're going to try the Bricktown Brewery. Uh, I've eaten there quite a bit, really enjoy their food. Burgers are fantastic. One of my favorite is called the Hangover Burger. It actually has an egg on it. Sounds really crazy, but it tastes very, very good. After that, we're going to have Jason Jones, a commercial portrait wedding photographer from Dallas, Texas. Actually, I think he's in Mesquite, but, you know, it's kind of like that whole Norman, Oklahoma City, Midwest City. It's all like the metro area, so he's basically metro Dallas area. He's going to come up and talk to us. How about a round of applause for that? Now, how about that? A round of applause for Jason Jones coming to present after dinner. Okay, that's enough of that. That's the new little program I have. I just, it has some sound bites in it that I just, you know, can't keep my fingers off. Like, this one's really cool. Okay, I hope you guys heard that. I guess I'll have to listen to this later on. And uh, bring some lawn chairs and blankets. We will probably have him presenting out in the grass area over by the YMCA in Bricktown. Uh, we'll actually have that on the map. You can go to the website. Uh, we'll have a link off of our uh, show notes. But the uh, website is worldwidephotowalk.com. And this will be the Photofax Podcast Walk. There's another one that's going on Automotive Alley. There's also, um, I believe there's two or three others. One in Muskogee, Tulsa, Guthrie. And I believe one is south in Ardmore as well. So we have quite a few photo walks going around the state that you are definitely welcome to participate in. Uh, there's no fee. It's free. Uh, limited to 50 photographers sign up. Uh, we're pretty close to filling up. So if it is full, just kind of keep watching it for information for updates because we do not turn away anyone. Uh, two years ago, we had... Um, Oh, I think we, it was like 110 or 115 photographers. And, of course, your families are welcome to come as well. It's open to everybody. So it's a really, really fun time. Oh, family. Let's see if we can find a family soundbite. How about this one? Okay, that really didn't quite do it for me. How about this one? Yes, I like that one. That one was kind of cool. I like that one. Okay, so if you listen to the last episode... Um, it appears that there was something missing that it, it was a little choppy and it might've been when I was laying it up in garage band with the different tracks, I may have made a mistake. So I apologize for that. The program you listen to now, I'm actually recording directly onto the iPad with a, um, a dedicated podcast program or app. And, uh, even though I can pause the program, it doesn't allow me to splice and dice. So what you're hearing right now with all the, uh, mistakes and my mm, pauses is actually live and will not be edited out. We want to make this as easy as possible for us and for everybody else. You guys know this is a live thing. We're not spending huge amount of time doing it. Not that it's not important. Wow, I wish I could cut that part out because like the whole thought process completely evaded me. And uh, without having Jim here, it's, you know... Wow, I kind of wish he was here to kind of back me up a little bit. I think he's watching football or something at home. That's just crazy. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into 
talking about our presentation from last year. We're going over it so that if you decide to come to DFW 2013, November, in November, um, we're going to be talking about experience control, and it's going to be the uh, second part of Experience Light. So last episode, we talked about intensity. I think these are pretty easy, and as they get, uh, as we get up to the top two, it becomes a bit more complicated, requires a little bit more thought process. Intensity was really easy. Basically, you have intensity of light. You can control how much light comes in the camera. Just so we can go over what those five characteristics were, just a kind of quick review, we have intensity, color, direction, distance, and size. Intensity and color, I think, are pretty easy for most people to figure out on their own. Uh, direction is probably, um, I would have to say, it's the most important in storytelling of all five characteristics. And then distance and size are pretty much cousins. They're like Twinkies. Because from a standpoint of light, distance and size are very interrelated. And we'll talk about those later on. So on this episode, we're going to talk about color. Color is um, something I think that eludes many of us. And the more you dive into photography, the nuances of different colors color tones, white balance, it allows you to communicate in different ways. Warm tones make us feel happy. Cool tones make us feel sad. Green, which is really not a very good color of light in any sense, that green color only comes from fluorescence, which is a man-made type material, is kind of disturbing to us. That's why you see a lot of the horror movies using green, unfiltered, um, unfiltered, fluorescent lights to give that, you know, tension in a movie. So every light source has a color, including reflections. Everything has a color value. Now, we're not just talking about white balance, even though that is important as well, but every light source has its own color. Now, our eyes kind of blend those together, and they don't split apart all the colors that make up the light. If you're looking at pure white light, it's made up of a rainbow of colors. We've seen the rainbow in Sunset, when the light is refracted and transmitted through raindrops and it turns into a prism and it splits all the different colors and allows us to see those individually. So every light source has a color. You can manipulate this to a certain point. We can change the white balance in our camera and it doesn't have to be um, correct mathematically correct or scientifically correct for the scene we're shooting in. I routinely love to shoot in daylight, basically lit by the sun, but not in daylight white balance. I like using the cloudy white balance because I like the warm tones it gives my portraits. It makes the skin tone seem a little bit more alive, more flush. Um, sorry, I, I, I've been interrupted twice already with my phone and I put it on vibrate. I don't want to Turn it completely off. Maybe I'll do it next time. So every single light source has that color. You can control those. You can modify those. You're modifying those to tell your story. If the color is... um, uh, Let me scratch that. Let's just say that we want normally for whatever the main subject matter is to have the correct color tone or to have a color tone that allows us to communicate. Uh, if I'm shooting in a uh, 
church venue or reception hall that has fluorescent lights or halogen lights, I will shoot with a flash and I will set my white balance to a warm tone so that whatever my flash hits, it, it appears to be a warm natural tone, not the green tone. So what happens with that effect is it gets to the point where the light from my flash doesn't carry forth to the background and the background has a very nasty green tone. Of course, your question is, how can we correct this? How can we modify the color of light source? Well, we can modify it by placing filters on our camera and changing how our camera reacts or behaves to the different light sources. A trick we've used for a long time in photography is um, if you're shooting an area that has fluorescent lighting, we would put a fluorescent green gel over our flash. So what we've done is taken our flash and we've modified its output color to be the same color tone or close to the tungst or to, to the fluorescent light that's already available. Therefore, my flash that may have a color temperature of 5,500 degree Kelvin or 62 degree Kelvin, 6,200 6, degree Kelvin, is now operating in more of the fluorescent range. So now I can set the white balance of the camera to fluorescent, knowing that my flash has been corrected to fluorescent. The background has fluorescent lights in it, therefore everything looks natural. So that's how we can do that. And again, one of my tricks in, in wedding photography or portrait photography, and I think a lot of other photographers use it, whether they admit it or not, I'm here to be as honest as possible, is if the color is really bad and it just takes too long to edit out, it's going to look great in black and white. Let's give an applause for that. Uh, that was the wrong button as well, but that does work for me quite a bit, and I really, really love black and white. Sometimes by removing the color completely, and again, that's another one of your options, by removing that color, you're actually playing more focus to your subject. By removing the extra words of a paragraph, you can get more to the meat of the story that you're trying to tell. So every light source has its own color including reflections. Everything has a color value. It's up to you to have the camera record the correct color value that means for you. Uh, I guess correct and proper would be two words that we can sit here and balance back and forth on. So even though the correct color tone isn't always the proper color tone for what you're trying to communicate. Uh, if you look at the image that I took of Emmy, it's a bridal um, that's on the slide number eight. That color tone, even though it's warm, it's a little bit muted. Now, I could have like really gone overboard and saturated it, but I think what it would have done would have picked up too much pigment in her skin, and it would take away from some of the monochromatic look that I wanted to go for. I wanted to have that profile shot of a beautiful bride without so much color that it destroys what I was trying to go for, what the photograph is. I wanted the big bright tones in the background to contrast against the darkness of the curls in her hair. At the same time, I wanted that white to complement the white veil she was wearing. So that's how this kind of came about. I actually turned the saturation down once I processed it and shot this at a slightly warmer tone than what was available for me in the light. Uh, this shot actually would have been um, very cold if it was done properly. Um, you know, we were inside of a house. I had a flash on her. 
Yes, we do have some daylight, but it was filtered out by the sun or filtered out by the clouds. So it would have been all these cool tones in there and it would not have been the warm, loving, caring, cherishing type of adjectives that I wanted this photograph to have. So that's one reason that I did that. I wanted to bring those cool tones in. So I manipulated basically the light that was there by changing my camera settings or my post-processing settings. So that, that color that I am recording is different. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. And if it doesn't, please give me a call or leave us a note on the PhotoFacts podcast. And we'll definitely address that next time. On the uh, next episode, we're going to talk about direction. I really want you guys to hear about the direction. It's one of the least, I think it's probably one of the least used aspects of photographers when they're looking at light, is the direction can really set a mood for a photograph. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode, and I hope to see you guys very soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I don't have Jim here, so, you know, I have to make my own sound effects. So, Jim, hope to see you for the next episode. Hope everybody has a great day. And again, this is Robert, PhotoFacts Podcast. Hope you guys have a happy shooting day. Oh, no.